This is How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter on Joy 94.9, the show answering the questions you didn't even know you had. This week's guest is Miss Burlesque Australia, Miss Betty Bombshell. We chat about how Betty found an incredible sense of freedom in creating burlesque, how burlesque has inspired her, and she hopes continues to inspire women to feel body confident, and an exclusive trade secret for securing nipple tassels. Burlesque is anything, really. I mean, traditionally these days, people kind of see burlesque as, you know, a striptease um, art form, if you will. It's sort of striptease coupled with dancing or comedy or theatrics or anything along those lines. But I always say to, you know, my students and, and what people, when they say like, what's burlesque? Is it like the movie? I'm like, no, 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 Christina Aguilera. It is pretty much anything you want it to be. Um, there are no rules in burlesque. You don't even have to strip if you don't want to. Um, that's just something that sort of um, is traditionally kind of put together with, with the art form. But burlesque to me is just the most fun. I, it's, it's a really hard thing to put into words, to be honest, because it is so many things. It is my entire sort of chosen family, you know, all of these people that I've met through this industry. Um, uh, my family burlesque is going on stage with the complete freedom to do whatever you want and there be no sort of, you know, wrong answer. Um, coming from a very strict dance background, there often was a wrong answer. So in burlesque, complete freedom, complete rebellion, complete control and power over yourself and sort of what you're presenting to the world. It seems really hard to put burlesque in a box. Betty talks more about the different styles. Literally, it can be anything. Like, there's a thing called gorelesque, and a friend of mine used to literally eat a pig heart on stage. Like, it can be anything you want it to be at all. There's, um, like, nerdlesque, for example, which is pretty self-explanatory. It's, it's kind of reminds me of, like, um, kind of a cosplay burlesque fusion. It's um, nerdlesque, yeah, it kind of explains itself. Um, gorelesque is gory kind of performance. There's neo-burlesque, which is, like, your modern-day kind of revival of um, burlesque, which can be, like, your comedy and um, that kind of stuff. There's, like, traditional burlesque, which is trying to sort of emulate the, the showgirls of a, of a past era of, of way back when. It just, it just can be anything that you want it to be. I mean, I, um, I just helped a gal put together like this routine where she's accidentally not dressed herself. So it's like this weird reverse burlesque. You know, it, it can just be anything that you really want it to be, yeah. In saying that, what do you do? Do you have a specific brand or breed of burlesque that you are drawn to? I have so many different um, breeds of burlesque that I'm drawn to but I'm a dancer from you know from birth from the womb so all of my routines are predominantly very dance heavy very um full if you will of of kind of choreography and I like to always have some sort of story running through my act rather than just going on stage and flouncing around for a bit um I'm often I don't know I've always been a bit gothy you know, a bit of a gothy girl. So I'm kind of drawn to the um, the darker kind of um, more powerful side of burlesque. I've never really been, you know, like an ostrich feather fans, Marilyn Monroe type of gal. So I'm, yes, I'm drawn to the dark side, if you will. You can really be that super glamour, you know, like Dita Von Tees kind of style um, of burlesque. You can absolutely go down that avenue. 
And sometimes, you know, in, in the past, I kind of tried to do that and I really enjoyed it. And then I just sort of found that it wasn't quite for me. It didn't quite satisfy what I wanted to sort of create and, and push forward on stage. But there are some people that absolutely swim in that beautiful style of burlesque and it is so stunning to watch. Um, or you can completely go on stage and eat a pig heart. And then that's also awesome, you know. I know a woman who has a full bloodbath in her glass coffin on stage. It is incredible. She's, you know, it's her iconic prop that she um, always has and uses. And she has a full like bloodbath on stage and it's the sexiest thing you'll ever see. I, I guess another way to kind of put it is, which some people look at burlesque like this, whatever is your brand of sexy, whatever is your brand of... Um, you know, that kind of feeling. And for that kind of, that performer, they're, they're definitely, their brand of sexy is to confuse and terrify. <laughs> and it's like, that's why I love burlesque, because you're watching it and you're like, this is excellent, but what is happening now? What is happening now? <laughs> it's clear that burlesque as an art form is vast and varying. And Betty has interacted with a number of different styles. Let's find out how she found burlesque. I want to know how you got into burlesque. I know you've mentioned that you're a dancer. I am a dancer. I, um, I got into burlesque about seven years ago. I was, I've been a dancer since um, pretty much I was birthed. It was, you know, into dance training and stuff like that. I trained in heaps of different styles of dancing. I'm, I'm still a ballet teacher and sort of a technical teacher today, but I... Went through my whole life being a dancer, very good at it, blah, blah, won all the things. And then finally I won the big award that I was supposed to win, you know, like the Olympics of the dance style that I did. And I quit and um, I was a big vintage lover. I, I used to be really like a pinup and boop boop and swing skirts and kitten heels. And my friends constantly used to say that um, I should try burlesque and then randomly on the Burlesque Bar Facebook page, Burlesque Bar was an iconic venue in Melbourne who was really one of the centers around the burlesque movement um, in Melbourne for a very long time. Put out a, a Facebook page call being like, budding burlesquers, come and take the stage. And I was like, all right, I will give it a whirl, girl. Um, and I, I sent through my, man, it was so embarrassing. I sent through my like ballet resume, like my dance background resume, because that's all I had at the time. Emailed it off and I was like, oh, I am a dancer of 20 years and I would love to be a part of this. And they replied being like, yeah, come on down. They were like, all right, well done. You're, you're great. Just get in the door. And yeah, I did my first number and it, I never stopped. I didn't, I haven't stopped since then. When did you know that it was for you? Was there a moment when you were on stage and you thought, yep, yeah, this is it, this is where I'm meant to be. There was actually, I remember it really specifically. It was um, it was interesting because I, I've grown up on stage and I've grown up in front of audiences and being sort of critiqued and judged in that way. And I didn't used to get that nervous anymore. I used to get sort of, you know, um, adrenaline and stuff like that that would help my performance. But I remember going on for my first number in burlesque that I was nervous because it was brand new. And I hadn't felt that feeling in such a long time. Uh, and then I remember doing this choreography that I like practiced in my dad's living room because I was living at home after dad had gone to bed and <laughs> I was like taking off this corset I'm sure atrociously and I remember I was about to do my reveal and just this 
sort of wave of, um, I don't want to say lock, it was very euphoric, but it, it kind of was in a way. It was so freeing and it was so new and it was so magical. Um, that's really when I was like, all right, well, that's, this is done now, isn't it? I'm going to be here for a while. This is the thing. Yeah, I remember it so well. And I turned around and I did my tassel twirling and my choreography on my little chair. And I didn't have shoes on because I didn't know any better. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's just when I knew. Since then, and I guess just in general, what what do you think it is about burlesque that's so appealing to you? It's really, it's it's quite a few things. I mean, as I said, I came from a very strict dance background. So the freedom to be able to create whatever I was inspired by was very um, appealing to me. So I get inspired by so many different things almost like second by second. I'm just like, oh my God, everything is beautiful. And I'm constantly trying to, you know, create these things and just the freedom to be able to do that, to be able to create the weird thing or create the classic thing or create whatever the hell you wanted to and put it on stage and have people enjoy it, you know, was so appealing and, and the freedom. And I've always been so drawn to, you know, that showbiz life, the, the touring and the friends and the places and, and that kind of thing. So that definitely is very appealing. I get to travel to all of these beautiful places around the world and meet the most incredible human beings and then perform to audiences and do what I love doing. So that that is a huge draw card. You know, the appealing thing about burlesque is just the total freedom of self. You can be whoever you want and do whatever you want to and no one is going to tell you no. You know what I mean? No one's going to say, well, that's incorrect. You don't quite fit in there. Um, that's kind of the point. I think that we're all a bit ragamuffin coming together, <laughs> fitting together. You know what I mean? I think I really enjoy it because I came from a background of dance that was just I was told what to wear, what to weigh, how to look. I had to cover my tattoos, you know, with this disgusting makeup all the time. I was taught by, you know, a bevy of coaches and all of these kinds of things were just controlled for me. And then I came into this space where I could really just create what I wanted to create. What was it like when you first got, you know, the first few gigs that you were doing in burlesque, that open call that you went to, what, what was it like backstage with people? Is everyone just really encouraging? Absolutely. I mean, you know, people are protective of spaces as well, which I very much love. So when you walk, as a new performer walking backstage, um, it was a little daunting because, you know, everyone knows each other and it's all happening and blah, 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 blah. I wasn't used to that. I was used to walking backstage to a very strict kind of setting uh, and I walked back and everyone's squawking and laughing and enjoying and things like that but it's all love and, and fun backstage it's all acceptance almost immediately you know people introducing themselves people trying to find out about you making friends um, and it's all it's a funny one the minute that you work with someone you just kind of like friends for life you know how that would feel kind of at shows or anything you work with someone and you're like cool best friends now great easy done it's all very accepting and very loving how long have you been doing burlesque now? I've been doing burlesque, I, th uh, I think it's about seven years now I've been doing it. Um, this would be my seventh year, uh, which went so fast. I was like, isn't it 10 minutes since I started? But it's been a minute. It's been a while, you know, about seven years. Wow. How do you keep it fresh? How do you keep what you're doing exciting to you? Um, as, as you grow as a performer, your inspirations change, your 
um, your loves, your likes, what you want to sort of perform, your entire self will develop as well as your stage persona. So that's kind of how you keep it fresh. You know, I look back on stuff that I did when I first started and I'm like, oh no, that's a shame, isn't it? But that's where I was um, at the time and that's what I needed to, to kind of perform. And I just keep sort of diving further into the weird world of performing and see something that I love and then get my own ideas wrapped around it and then sort of go down that other path and create something new, you know? You just completely, it's kind of like a Madonna vibe. You're just reinventing yourself every time. Speaking of ideas and reinvention, who inspires Betty? A lot of my friends are my burlesque influences. Um, a beautiful performer by the name of Inga from um, Seattle, a dear friend of mine. She's an incredible burlesque performer. She won Miss Exotic World a few years ago. She's, you know, shorter than me. I'm like 5'1 on a good day. She's this tiny little pocket rocket. She's such a beautiful um, queer just leader uh, in Seattle and she creates really weird and beautiful and different kind of glamorous acts. There's a performer from America, Media Noche, who I've always loved, Roxy Delight, another good friend of mine um, from America. I also draw a lot of inspiration from, you know, like drag performers, dancers, music theater, and just, just so many, so many people. You know, like even my good friend Ruby Slippers, she's always just doing something weird on stage. And I love that energy. I love that surprise every time she comes out. It's gonna be something different and I, I kind of you know I take inspiration from that being like cool that's such a great energy let's keep it fresh each time um, you know even Tash York um, my, my best mate just the way when she's performing she's writing puns and it's always snappy and kind of layers to it I, I take inspiration from her as well kind of um, wanting my my choreography and my dancing to almost emulate a funny song it to kind of um, have layers like a like a bit she's written or something along those lines um, so not all my inspirations are just burlesque performers but man there's so many of them um, there's <laughs> there's one burlesque performer that I really adore from she lives in New Orleans now geez Louise um, just makes the most ridiculous wonderful art and I really love her <laughs> So there are plenty of people who inspire and influence Betty's burlesque. But what everyday things inspire her acts? It can be most, uh, it could be anything. Sometimes I look at um, a, a colour, I don't know, and I'm like, man, that's got, that's got some shit to it. Sometimes I look at a prop or the way that you can manipulate a prop. And I'm like, that's cool. I wonder if I could do that with a costume, you know. Um, sometimes I hear a piece of music and it just like an act will literally just come together in my head and I can see the costume, the choreography, sort of my movement, you know, the look. It comes from a lot of different places and it can be as simple as orange juice, you know, that I'm like, gosh, I love that. There's a lot of the time I hear a piece of music and I'm like, damn, that's beautiful. There's something to that music and then um, everything will kind of just fold it around it. But it can be something as abstract as, I don't know, a shape. And I'm like, wow, that's really beautiful. Let's do something with that. I mean, you know, what is inspiration is kind of the the root of it. It's whatever, you know, you can look at anything and be like, it, you can be inspired in some sort of way. And I think my brain works in a very bizarre um, way. I see everything in sort of pictures in my head. Even if it's music, I kind of hear music as a visual, as, as pictures. And that's kind of how things come together for me. So I can see something, you know, with my eyes and then see a whole scenario in my head. Um, so I kind of get inspired by even random tiny things like a piece of jewelry or 
you know, a piece of fabric. Sounds so wanky, doesn't it? I'm just inspired by everything in my life. I find it really interesting how many different people and things Betty can draw on for inspiration. And I can hear the passion in her voice. I asked her why she thought burlesque was an important art form to engage with. I mean, man, the first one is just as damn entertaining, you know, <laughs> it's, it's good to watch. It's, I honestly can't think of anything more entertaining than seeing a performer on stage completely owning a space, their own self, presenting completely solo driven ideas and just really entertaining a crowd. For me, that's it. I'm just like, yes, please. This is excellent, you know, and really showing their own style of performing. But I mean, burlesque is important in such a massive way because it's just, you know, it's the ultimate rebellion. It's celebrating the female form in all of its glory, in all of its nakedness or, or it's not nakedness in, in all of its stupidity. You know, if you're being an idiot on stage or if you're being that central goddess on stage as well, it is just the ultimate celebration for me of, I keep saying it, I guess, but of freedom. A hot tip for any guys that are listening to this, we do not perform burlesque for you. We perform burlesque for the, for the beautiful women in the audience because we're all celebrating each other. You know, you sitting in the audience cheering for us, we're then dancing for you. Uh, so it's this beautiful kind of like cyclical existence and I think, you know, so many women after a show come up to me and they're just like, I had no idea this was so wonderful. I feel so confident and sexy after seeing this. I want to go take on the world. I want to do burlesque. And it, it really does open people up to something that they didn't maybe think was for them or they thought was going to be, you know, whatever certain way they thought it was going to be. They didn't know it existed. They're just like, this is excellent. I want to know more about it. For all those reasons, I think an audience needs to see burlesque. Maybe needs is a bit strong, but should. Our whole chat has me thinking that burlesque has really helped Betty capture her sense of self and is an art form that has given her an unwavering sense of freedom. I wondered if that freedom extended to body confidence and whether Betty had always been comfortable with her body. No, not at all. I, I suffered from really, really horrific eating disorders when I was um, involved in the other styles of dancing and ballet and things like that um, for many years, really, really terribly, um, where I was quite sick. But um, burlesque definitely celebrates body confidence. Just like any art form, there is always the flip side to that, unfortunately. And, you know, that is going to happen where, you know, still in this day and age, the only people that get the corporate big paying bookings are the tall, thin you know, not tattooed women and, you know, all that kind of yucky stuff. But burlesque definitely encourages, I wouldn't even say just body confidence, just complete and total ownership of self and, and um, like power over, over yourself and really harnessing your own power rather than just being like, oh, I love the skin I'm in and I say that to convince myself, you know, maybe that sounded weird, but it's just a complete beautiful space where everything and anyone is accepted obviously if you are doing the right things and it really is a beautiful space to be able to encourage other women to just be super comfortable with how they are and what they look like and you know the thing that I always remember is your whole life isn't just one big weight loss journey and it's I feel like that kind of sentence really hits home with my other dancing because that's kind of all it was. And then you come to burlesque and everyone's like, you look amazing, let's get a drink, you know? <laughs> it's, that's it, it's, it's that simple. As much as burlesque celebrates everyone for who they are, is there still a vulnerability that comes with burlesque and the revealing nature of what it is? I think any time that you are presenting work that is your own, there's always a vulnerability there, whether you want it to be there or not, you know? You're on stage bearing all, not just physically, but 
whatever you've put on stage to the costume to the you know the eyeliner you've put on it is it's all your own work so that is a very vulnerable act in itself you're just sort of presenting these ideas that have been floating around in your head to complete strangers essentially in an audience and i guess hoping that they like it you know like it's a pretty it's a pretty big thing um but i think yeah, there's always vulnerability when, when sort of exposing oneself in that way. Exposing your literal body, exposing yourself literally <laughs> to an audience, but then also exposing your ideas. It is a very vulnerable act. And I think that, you know, perhaps I don't feel that anymore because I, you know, it's not my first time around. I've been doing this for a while now and I know exactly what purpose I have and I know exactly what I'm trying to achieve when I'm on stage and what message I'm trying to convey but I mean at the beginning I definitely felt vulnerable in the regard of um yeah I, I've I'm getting on stage and I'm being celebrated for my physical form which had never happened to me before and uh, you know it breaks my heart when women say that to me in the audience and they come up and say oh god I'd love to do it but I just never could I'm like you only never could because you think that you couldn't you know there's there's literally nothing else stopping you um, and it, it, it's upsetting that people don't have the confidence in themselves and in their body. I can see why it is daunting and things like that, but it's kind of half the reason why I do try and perform with such um, sort of power and, and um, I don't even know, and wow and pizzazz. Um, so it's almost like I'm trying to convince the people of the audience that you can get up and do it, you know? Yeah, but I don't, I don't feel so vulnerable anymore. Sometimes, but not, not much. Here, Betty talks about how burlesque changed the way she felt about herself and nudity in general. Absolutely, I think that it definitely, it's made nudity and things like that just become super normal to me. You know, I, I forget sometimes if I'm a bit nude, you know, in front of people and I'm like, why are they? Ah, oh, right, yeah, nude, forgot that that's a thing. You know, I grew up most of my life being absolutely ashamed, terrified and disgusted with how I looked in my body and, and I did everything that I possibly could to kind of cover it and, and make it smaller and, and shape it. And, you know, burlesque has absolutely just made me so comfortable in the seven years that I've been doing this. Um, pretty quickly, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, your body is a beautiful thing. I get it. I get it. I get it. I think that it definitely went hand in hand. Now I'm just kind of desensitized to nudity. So it's just like, yeah, whatever. Don't worry about it. I promised you a little peek behind the burlesque curtain. So here it is. A lot of people would have this image of backstage of a burlesque event would be very glamorous there would be stage mirrors there'd be munro <laughs> lights and and you know each of you get a chair and you, uh, you sort of sing little fun little jigs to each other <laughs> as you're getting your makeup on look babes all right you want the real tea all right here it is you know <laughs> the real thing that you learn about burlesque is that it's disgusting, okay? We're on stage being like glamour and lights and feathers. But backstage, we're getting ready in, you know, the, the one disabled toilet um, that's in the whole building. That's our change room. There's, you know, a toilet as a shelf and one bathroom mirror that's, you know, lit by, you know, those weird 7-Eleven like disgusting fluorescent lights. That's what we're talking about. And everyone's like, can we get a bottle of bubbles, please? And they're like, no, sorry. You're like, oh, good, no worries. 
But then sometimes, that's only sometimes, you know, they're the weird gigs that you're like, why am I here? But, you know, there are the gigs as well that you do get the beautiful big green room and you do get the beautiful, um, like, Monroe lights and you're like, gosh, we've got to put this on the internet. How about a boomerang? And they bring you beautiful riders. I always do the trick, though. Um, I hope no producers hear this or bar owners or venue owners. But I always do the trick where I'm all in face. I'm all in costume. I walk up to the bar and I say... Um, oh, could I just grab a bottle of champagne, please? They're like, yeah, no worries. And then I just get it and walk away. You know, that's it. So you get you get a bit of everything. What is something that people wouldn't know about burlesque or some things that people wouldn't know about burlesque? If you're in the audience, please don't take our costumes because it might be fun for you, but it is a lot of money for us. <laughs> a lot of people steal costume pieces from the audience. Um, most of the time that'll just be your drunk Karen in the corner being like, I'm gonna take this home to wear it. Don't steal costumes because we don't have backups. Um, most of our stuff is all handmade uh, and, you know, costs just ridiculous amounts of money. Um, you might not know that how to stick the, they're called pasties, not like a delicious pastry treat. People are like, how, how are your pasties going? I'm like, That's a weird visual. <laughs> They are pasties or nipple tassels um, and you stick, well, I stick them on with double-sided carpet tape. So it, you get it from Bunnings. There's like the one good brand. There's the one shitty brand, which you'd never want to get because that stuff's just terrible. But there's the one good brand and you got to like troll through Bunnings and you try and talk to the person and they don't get what you're talking about. You know, they're like, can I help you today? You're like, you really can't. Thank you, but you really can't. I love, I know this is your job, but you really just can't. Uh, and you go and find your double-sided carpet tape that yes, you use to put carpet in houses and you put it on the back of your pasties and you cut it to size and then you stick it on your boobs. I have to do like a, <laughs> it's getting real uh, nitty gritty in here. I have to do like this nipple fold technique because otherwise my boobs just look like they point like down to like almost behind me. It's just not a cute look, you know what I mean? So I gotta like stick, fold and lift. So you can like, I give myself like an instant lift with this wow. big double-sided carpet tape. How do you get it off? Is it just like a band-aid sort of ripping technique? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So, all right, another thing that you might know about burlesque. So during a fringe festival, right, burlesque is People love to book burlesque, which we love as well. Uh, so you might be running around doing four, five, six shows a night. If it's Edinburgh Fringe, you're running just all around town, Adelaide Fringe, wherever you are. So often, most times, you've got to change pasties and you are like ripping them off, chucking them on, ripping them off. So imagine doing that maybe like four or five times a night. I get to the point where my nipples are just and up my like a boob skin because the pasties are like larger and they have a shape to them. It's just like a red raw. It looks like I've been sunburned horrifically just on this one strange pointy area. <laughs> no. I know, it's gorgeous. There are ways to combat it, but my skin is just real sensitive. I'm just like, I'm so pale, I'm like see-through. While evident that burlesque can be painful at times, painfully painful it seems, it certainly has its overwhelming positives especially in Betty's life and career. I'll let her leave you with one final thought on what burlesque is to her. 
the only sort of pressure to create anything is just the pressure you put on yourself. You know, you just, anytime I create anything, I just want to make sure that perhaps it was a little better than the last thing that I made. You know, you're, I always am trying to constantly improve um, what I'm sort of presenting and the ideas and the execution and just the, um, the, way, the overall package. But it, it really is just the ultimate freedom. Betty and I talked a lot about how much freedom there is in burlesque and how it's been such a contrast to her dancing days. I learned so much about what burlesque is and what it inspires, and I hope you did too. For more of Miss Betty Bombshell, head to MissBettyBombshell.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of How Do You Do That with Emily Tresseter. If you think you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, get in touch. Email howdoyoudothat at joy.org.au.